0: we uh, passed out to everyone mm-hmm. great compassion repentance ceremony everyone that wanted one get one mm. everyone who wishes is welcome to to participate in the ceremony this evening, which will uh, begin at the normal time of the evening chanting at uh, 7.30. This is one of the Dharma, Kuan Yin Dharma Doors uh, that has been very uh, helpful to Kinnisra and myself and to many other beings. It also was offered to us uh, from the Chinese Monastic tradition um, under the guidance of a master, Sun Hua. It seems helpful to at least read through uh, the ceremony together to give a little perspective on it to help inform your own uh, decision whether it seems like. It's something useful for you or not to participate in. It really is. uh, We really offer this. We don't demand in any way that uh, everybody has to do it. But we offer it because it genuinely is something that's been very valuable uh, to us. When I did a year of silence uh, during my monastic life, I was very, very ill at that time, and uh, my abbot gave me a a year off. I'd been very busy running a small monastery for three years, and and, uh, gave me a chance to uh, rest in a little hut in the forest. And uh, I I did this uh, ceremony every day. It was very the Kuan Yin uh, Dharma doors are, are extensive, it, it takes uh, there's a lot that we could say and talk about the various aspects of the mantras, of the ceremonies, of the different mantras, we can't do everything on this retreat. but just to to introduce, introduce uh, their power, the possibility of their power, and they encourage us to to pick up these these domadores with a, a patient heart when we pick it up with a demand for some instant result and we judge because something painful happens to us we feel, oh, it's not working then we'll we'll miss out over the years, over the last 20, 25 years that that I've been um, reciting the great compassion mantra holding Kuan Yin's name just quietly in difficult situations, in peaceful situations, occasionally bringing Kuan Yin's name, Namo Kuan Yin just quietly to the heart. It's been very helpful for me to return to that place of centering, place of listening, but also get more sense of this, this wider connection with the fabric of the totality that Kenenzo was speaking about last night and I'm more and more allowing myself to rest more and trusting trusting in the compassionate response of this universe even though it doesn't always respond in the way that I think it should more and more I'm realizing that what happens is happens according to the way it is When it's somehow held within a a Dhamma practice, what comes seems to be what we need to grow, what we need to keep unfolding. The name of the ceremony can, right off the bat, put us off. So,
1: So
0: it's pretty good you've made it this far. I'm not happy about the name of the ceremony. But if every word in the English language that was misused, we sucked it in the bin, we'd, we'd start getting in trouble. We'd be going, hmm, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so some things should be sucked in the bin, but sometimes we try to, to just bring a fresh meaning. The Buddha did that. All kinds of words were used in certain ways. You bring the word back with a with a new meaning. So this is a skillful way to use this word. The word Brahman meant at the time of the Buddha someone who had a special bloodline and associated with caste and holy person associated with with their birth with their bloodline and the Buddha. Said, you know, what? What is a true Brahman? A true Brahman is a noble-hearted being, pure-hearted being. you can recognize the Brahma, Brahman, how they think, speak, and act. So, great compassion, and repentance ceremony. The repentance very loaded, and I don't know what other words we can get in there. But the word is pointing rather than some eternal sinner that's when we need to endlessly have a massive blaming finger right in our face about how bad we are that's one of the more unskillful uses of the word a skillful way this word could point to something is, is what is that in us that acknowledges that senses when we've done, said something, done something, or even intended something that is just not right. There's a pain there. Some sort of pain. Maybe a more skillful word that we we like to use a lot is remorse or conscience that that sensitivity to what seems out of our harmony what seems to have been destructive what seems to have been motivated by greed motivated by delusion but that sensitivity to feel that, that pain is considered very present the Buddha said the, in the language of the Buddha it was hiri otapa, hiri, the word hiri sometimes translated as shame I could have called it the great compassion shame
1: <laughs>
0: I opt the object for repentance <laughs> shame against conscience remorse that the Buddha taught that without this capacity to sense, pain, hey. and we don't ever learn we never learn anything it's, it's an aspect of it's an aspect of the receptive heart that, that recognizes ah that's painful ah that's what's here and then when it's skillful then, then the next intention is, is, is to write that and that's what's repentance is about, or reform is about, or, or, or aspiring, or setting our heart in beginning of prayer, <coughs> there's a very significant thing there. Here is this sense of consciousness. The Buddha said he's the guardian of this world. When there is no more conscience in the world, he says it's chaos. Otapa, the two go together, the sense of conscious. Otapa means, sometimes translated as dread. Great compassion, dread ceremony. <laughs> but again, it's, it's hard to find the right word. It means that sense that what we do has a result. What we do has a result. That's considered a healthy thing to be sometimes anxious about, oh, what have I set in mind? That's healthy. Conscience and considering what will this lead to. Very, very, very significant qualities the Buddha says. Guard the earth. Guarding. It. When they're gone, nothing, no righting of wrong, no sense of where this will lead. It's just basically, you know, bowing down at the feet of any whim and desire that happens. That's just really what so we're, we're talking about is the guardians of our being, guardians of our earth, guardians of our community, by being able to kind of sense karma, sense what has been done which is harmful, and be able to, to with our heart, rooted in knowing that pain, it's not rooted in hating ourselves. Remorse is skillful when then it leads to, yes, yeah, let's, let's try to go this way. Let's try to be careful about that. Let's try to mend that by expressing sorrow or harming myself or another, by dedicating goodness of my life to, to help heal those I've harmed. And I was very, 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 very sick. They didn't know how long I was going to live. Uh, I'd heard the great compassion mantra can uh, heal people, that Kwanin vowed to help help with our illnesses. I asked my abbot, oh, do you mind if I find out more about this mantra? Because I was in a the Theravada, a Thai Theravada monastic We and heard about this great Chinese master that my teacher knew. And Master Hua, and I asked my teacher, "Can you mind if I write Master Hua about this? And my teacher was very concerned about my health, so I said, no, 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 please write. So I wrote about, about the situation, and he, he I wrote back and encouraging me to, to look at this principle. And he assured me that, that if I did that, that would make a difference. Well, no great specimen, but I'm still breathing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we don't have the time now, but many miracles in our life have happened around, uh, I believe, Kuan Yin's protective power. So let's look at this possibility, for ceremony. We, we begin it as we have at the beginning of the great compassion mantra that we recite by invoking Kuan Yin's name. Namo dabe kwansiyam pusa. Dabe means greatly compassionate. Namo, I return my life. kwansiyam pusa. Kusa bodhisattva, who listens to the sounds of the world. We do that in the assembly. We're the assembly, So we all recite together. With one mind, I bow to the everlasting triple jewel of the ten directions. And we bow three times together the leader says I will I will be the leader in this ceremony to help do some reflections for all of us so that we don't have to worry about you'll see there's some meditative places where it's nice you don't have to read and, and I will offer that reflection and I will say all in this assembly each one kneeling holding incense and a flower make offerings to adorn the Dharma around we will eat.'" of us who wishes to participate to bring an offering to the ceremony. Uh, we've decided, I think, to leave aside having 65 pieces of incense. <laughs> but each of us having our own special or fragrant incense that we're holding in its etheric body,
1: <laughs>
0: right there, and its lifts this offering a of fragrance, holding that. Just imagine a favorite instance or whatever. And then uh, f- from, the, from the ground, from the garden, to, to find something simple. Uh, please, for the sake of all future retreats and guy houses, don't head for the best flowers. And just,
1: suddenly
0: the whole garden gets devastating. Them. But to, to maybe find a stone or a leaf. Or uh, a simple wildflower, or a flower that, if you consider, that, ask ask the area before one takes it. Do you think this in all right? You know, if, if it's really gonna make a big dent somewhere, to, to really be sensitive about that, uh, just so that we still honor the garden here. But there's so many things, so many colors, so many pebbles, so many seeds. Something that something that can carry carry for us our life, our aspirations, our sorrow, our conscience, our dedication, something that can carry that, that in the course of the ceremony we'll offer. So at this point here we'll we'll be holding our offering with our, our special unique incense. And then as we bow, I will do the reflection so that you can bow and just in one's heart get this feeling of making one's offering mentally, heartfully, in all the directions. This incense and flower pervades the ten directions, making a tower of subtle, wonderful light. All heavenly music and incense, jeweled heavenly garments and countless precious objects are offered everywhere to the triple jewel of the ten directions goes like that. It's a lovely offering. Then as we come back up, we all recite together Namo, the former thus-come-one, light of proper Dhamma. It's referring to Kuan Yin, was a Buddha, ancient times, already enlightened, countless years ago. He made a vow to continue manifesting just for the sake of responding to the suffering of life. The present Kwan Suyan Bodhisattva, a perfect and miraculous mirror, complete in great compassion, who in a single body and mind manifests a thousand hands, a thousand eyes, who illumines and looks upon the Dharma realm and protects and upholds living beings and causes them to bring forth the great mind of the way. The way is this way we're practicing, this path. Who teaches them to hold the perfect spiritual mantra it's referring to the great compassion mantra which is Kuan Yin's main mantra to leave forever the unwholesome path to be reborn at the time of a Buddha like even now it's considered the time of a Buddha because we can hear the Buddha's teaching there are times in the expansion of the universe the contraction of the universe different world systems there are many 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 places where there is no awakened ones no teachings of the awakened ones it's considered very very auspicious that something in our life linked us to be able to have access to this great wisdom tradition of the buddha we're born at the time of a buddha obstructive karma and illnesses which bind the body are caused to melt away. No one can exhaust the praises of Kuan Yin's awesome spiritual might. Therefore, with one mind, I return my life and worship. Return my life, worship is also a loaded word. to just mean I'm down here and the great is out there. Please be patient with this word. Again, it's something that I think can, can be read. Nude. It's an honoring that allows us to expand, to honor, and yet at the same time connect with the core. But it really, it might look dualistic, but as you'll see from the contemplations in the ceremony, more and more it takes us to a non-dual, to a unified, to a, a boundless abiding, where Kuan Yin, what me, you, and Kuan Yin all melt into... The one heart. Then we're going to be bowing. This is basically a bowing ceremony. Now, we don't need to say a lot about the bowing because we've, we've already been doing quite a lot of bowing. In this case, we'll bow to our original teacher, the, the, teacher, the Buddha of this particular age that we're in. The, the, the Sakyamuni Buddha, the Buddha who was enlightened 2,500 some odd years ago, means the That's the originator of the particular teachings we've contemplated on this retreat. As we bow, I do this contemplation. This is a very profound contemplation. As everyone's bowing at the bottom of the bow, I will recite this. The worshipped and the worshipper are empty and still in nature. Look where that takes one. We're worshiping Quan Yin or the Buddha, but what we think we're worshiping and the one that we think are doing it—where's the boundary? Empty it still. The response and the way are intertwining conceivably. The response is: What is the good result from this? What What happens when we call on the Buddha or Quan Yin? That's the response. The way means this activity of practicing of cultivating a devotional heart, a praising heart, a wise and compassionate heart, the response, what's going to happen and what we're doing now, how they're intertwined is inconceivable. It's hard to figure it out. It can't be figured out, but there is a miraculous, mysterious, inconceivable response. Sometimes they call that that's why it's the secret school. It's not that it's secret. We have these mantras. We have these practices. But it's secret because it can't really be fully articulated. How do you explain the response? This way place, this practice place, of mine is like a wish-fulfilling pearl. The Buddha, Sakyamuni, appears before me. I appear before Sakyamuni. Bowing down, I return my life and work well, that's a bow. Then we're going to be bowing to other great Buddhas. And rather than try to explain to you now, I end up getting, just getting a headache. And I don't know. Try to, Who is Amitabha Buddha? Who is Medicine Master Buddha? Who is this Buddha? Who is that Buddha of the ancient past? Who is the Buddha of the future? Can we get a feeling for the last time you looked up at the sky and saw the vastness of this cosmos Do we really think the only place in this tired awesome cosmos where there's any life is here one wants to hold that position it's all right but it's, i think it's, it's at least worth considering that the buddha taught that there are other systems even long distances away where there's also beings also awakens these. It is said that, uh, like Amitabha, was a was a, a fellow in the causal ground, a, a Dharma buddy, a Dharma colleague of our of Sakyamuni Buddha. Why? <laughs> well, we're in the causal ground right now. We're laying the causes for our future Buddhahood. Uh, the Buddha taught that all of us will will be Buddha. All of us will be perfectly enlightened beings and then we'll have a whole host of countless beings who we will have affinities with, who we will share the Dhamma with. But we're all in the causal ground now, bringing forth lovely, virtuous, patient, truthful, wise, compassionate causes as we mature in Dhamma. So for example, Amitabha that was one of Akimuni's Dharma colleagues, who now is a Buddha in a, in a uh, land way to the west called the uh, a Land of Ultimate Bliss. Amitabha is a very uh, powerful Buddha linked with Koinonia. We'll bow to Amitabha. Amitabha means boundless light. And rather than try, try to figure out who Amitabha is, I it just encourage the sense of just honoring awakening, whatever direction, whatever place, near or far. It's more and more, this ceremony takes us to an expanded place. Very expanded place. Medicine Master Buddha, another great Buddha associated with the East. Amitabha is associated with the West. King of a thousand light Buddha, countless kalpas paths springing up into the idea of honoring all the thus come ones, the Buddhas of the ancient past Buddhas of the past Buddhas of the ten directions Buddhas up, down, that's two North, South, East, West that's four, and then Northeast and then uh, Southeast and Southwest, Northwest, ten directions With one mind, I bow to the spiritual, wonderful words of the Dalini, of, greatly com- of the greatly compassionate mind, that's this mantra. And I recite, while we bow, I recite some qualities about that. With my three karmas, what do we create karma with? Our body, our speech, our mind. With our karmas in accord with Dhamma, I pray it will manifest and accept this offering, this offering of our lives. Then we read uh, together as we, with one mind I bow to Kuan Yin. We'll do that three times. And I will reflect again, it's slightly different, it's very similar of Worshipped and Worshipper Empty and Still. That's similar but I now manifest before the greatly compassionate one as I seek to dissolve obstacles as we're in this bow and then reflecting and really feeling for relaxing allowing the energy to flow through us allowing our being to be held by this vast space in the presence of all the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas then we bow to different Bodhisattvas Bodhi means awakened, sattva being. Bodhisattva is a great awakened being who is resolved on awakening all beings. And again, I I want, I encourage us not to worry who we're bowing to so much. Just trust we're bowing to awakening. There's great bodhisattvas named Sunlight Bodhisattva and Moonlight Bodhisattva who are protectors of the great compassion mantra helpers, great bodhisattvas who help Kuan Yin in this uh, work of helping living beings, bound to them, bound to Manjitri, the great <clears throat> bodhisattva of wisdom that appears in the Buddhist scriptures as a stern, no-nonsense, but absolutely wise, absolutely unshakeable. Your heart had been bowed you Maitreya. Sakyamuni Buddha before he died uh, predicted when that the next Buddha, after his teachings had died out to appear would be Maitreya in the on this earth. Maitreya seats the Buddha. According to uh, the Buddhist cosmology is waiting in to see the heaven uh, the upper heaven realm, so it's his turn. And when the Dhamma has uh, passed out of existence, he'll see you later, guys. Mm-hmm. He'll drop out of that realm. They'll all wish him well, and then he'll forget who he is as he gets born. He'll forget. He'll forget what his intention is. And then he'll, he'll just desire then and struggle with investigating, exploring, all the heavenly hosts. and be wondering, is he going to make it? Is he going to get beat? It's more than outdo him, and he will awaken through his own effort as, as, as the Buddha. And so we, we can uh, bow to Maitreya. found all the Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions. Mahakatsapa was one of the great uh, disciples at the time of the Buddha. In the immeasurable Savaka Sangha, this is the great Bhikkhu Sangha, which is called the Savaka Sangha, Bhikkhu and Bhikkhuni, the ordained men and women, bowing to all the saints and sages. That means not, we're not just talking Buddhist, all the saints, all the sages, all, all the holy men and women, all the accomplished ones of any age. And there's a lovely bow on behalf of all the spirits, protectors, gods, dragons, and on their behalf, all the unseen guardians bowing on their behalf. And then. The leader speaks about those who wish to recite and bear in mind this mantra and to bring forth a heart of kindness and compassion to so follow me in making these vows. And the word vow has a lot of connotations. And as Penisra was touching on yesterday, maybe it's too hard a word for us. Maybe it does help express our depth of commitment, but a vow means an intention, a firm intention again one can can try to choose how do we mean this word? Or if we need to use another word, maybe we need to use another word. But it's helping us deepen our trust that this is the direction we're going, to know the Dhamma. And you could say quickly, oh God. How about say, I will never know all Dhamma? You could say that. But quickly is a way of just encouragement. In Bodhisattva terms, an eon quickly. you don't have to worry if you have to to learn it all in this second but I will quickly know the Dhamma. I vow I will soon obtain the wisdom I we can sometimes close ourselves off from ever having an insight because we're so sure I'll never do it I'll never do it that's our mantra, I'll never do it I'll never do it this is encouraging us with Kuan Yin's vow power that no I will obtain the wisdom of it. I will cross all living beings over the sea of suffering. I will obtain good skill and means. Cross over the sea of suffering. Attain precepts, samadhi in the way. Dwell in the unconditioned, dwell in the peaceful, unmoving depths of being. I will unite with the dominate the body. If I face the hell, the hell disappears. Trusting in the power of our own hearing nature, presence. If I face the hungry ghosts, they become <clears throat> full. If I face the asuras, angry thoughts are tamed. If I face the animals, they attain great wisdom. Mm-hmm. Kuan Yin's name, Amitabha's name, one of the teachers of Kuan Yin. Then we recite Kuan Yin's own vows. This is important. This is in the Buddhist scripture. Kuan Yin is saying to the Buddha, world-honored one, if any living being recites and holds this mantra, I vow they won't fall into the three lower paths against their will. It doesn't say against their will, but that's what they mean. If one wishes for the sake of learning more to appear in any realm, one can do it. The three lower paths are we won't against our will. Being taken to a hell, hell realm, into an animal kingdom, into a hungry ghost kingdom, unless one chooses to go there. Any being who holds this mantra, if they should not be reborn in a Buddha land, I vow not to attain the right enlightenment. Another way of saying, I vow that a being who holds it patiently, diligently, will always be close to the Buddha. About any being who holds this mantra, if they don't attain immeasurable samadhi and eloquence, they are not to attain the right enlightenment. If any being who holds this mantra should not attain whatever he or she or they seek in this present life, then it cannot be the Dharani of the great Kohashi mind. Kuan Yin smiles, and we chant the mantra here. It goes down the left column, and over to the right column, into the next page, down the left column, over to the right column. <clears throat> At this point, uh, we all make our offering. If we're chanting Namo Dabe Kuan Yin Pusa, we can come up to and I'll be sitting. To this. Is that not it? Have I it?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Forget that. We just chant Kuan Yin's name there, and then I do a reflection as we bow. And this is moving towards this remorse. I and all living beings from beginningless time have been obstructed by ignorance the three karmic actions, that's our body, speech, and mind, and the sense, sixth sense faculty, that's through the eye, and the ear, and the nose, and the tongue, and the body, and the mind. Not knowing the essentials of escape means escape from what? Escape from birth and death was just turning the wheel of samsara. We don't know the escape from samsara merely complying with birth and death and not knowing the wonderful Dharma. Now, although I know I continue along with all other living beings to be hindered by all kinds of difficult conditions, now before Kwa and the Buddha, for the sake of all beings, I return my life in repentance and reform, praying that there will be protection and that offenses will be dissolved. Offenses means the obstructions that we've created from beginningless times, either intentionally or unintentionally. Everywhere for the sake of all in this triple world, for all living beings of the Dhamma realm, I vow to transform greed, hatred, and delusion. And then we bow and, and I reflect on our behalf. This is this beautiful Dhamma we can ponder this dumbness. It's because of blind attachment and false views and distorted selfishness that we've committed unwholesome deeds, countless unwholesome deeds. Therefore, on this day, I've come to trust deeply in cause and effect. This would be on the last page. Yeah. Cause and effect. I give birth to a healthy sense of remorse for harm done to self and others and resolve to make amends by seeking the Buddha wisdom. Knowing that all Dhammas are empty and still for the sake of all living beings, I abandon the unwholesome tendencies and cultivate the good. I pray that Kuan and Bodhisattva will compassionately gather in this offering and receive it. And as Tinnisura just reminded me, this is the point then where we will we will chant, and everyone who wishes can come up and make their offering. We'll be sitting to the side, and one can offer our offering on the shrine. And because there's so many of us, I think at least four, four or five people at a time could, could come up, make their offering, maybe, maybe bow. But I, I wouldn't make it a really, really long
1: bow
0: <laughs> <laughs> three mahashi side or bowels might we might start creating some bad and un- impatient karma <laughs> and, you know, just for the sake that we all could go through you know we can have the opportunity to bow but then four of us five of us make our offering and file back so people can keep filing up and back so it's not that it's just one at a time or two at a time I think and then all of us can hold the offering with our mantra that we'll be leading and then there's this beautiful dharma that we recite kneeling with the utmost sincerity of mind I and then we can say our name I to the sorrow or whoever Repent, making it mean what we intend. This very mind shared by all living beings of the Dhamma realm is fundamentally complete with a thousand Dhammas. It has in full all spiritual strength and the use of bright wisdom. Above it equals the Buddha mind and below it is identical to all that live. I'm just explaining how things arise from beginning with dark movement. It still brightness, contact with things, and dims and confuses his heart. It goes on like that. And then talking about the sort of areas that we've harmed ourselves and others. Killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, lying, unskillful speech, misuse of intoxicants, breaking the precepts of blameless living, slandering the triple jewels. This really dishonoring the very precious things that can help us in life. Having no respect for saints and sages, failing to know right from wrong, karmic actions such as these are measureless and boundless. And even if we feel like we don't have anything to think of that we've ever done that's harmed ourselves or anyone else, it's unlikely, but we've all done everything in the past. To me, we're doing all this for, for everyone. Yes, it's helpful to reflect if there's any particular things we can remember, but to, to really feel the pain that we're generating on this earth moment to moment. Really feel that. Amidst these oppressive conditions from the past and present, I am obstructed in the dharmas of the past and do not become well seasoned in my cultivation. When we're well seasoned in If we're well-seasoned, we're really well. I don't think any of us can really say we're well-seasoned. We're still cultivated. But now, having met the perfect spiritual mantra of great compassion, I am able to quickly dissolve the obstacles of transgressions like these. Therefore, on this day, with utter sincerity, I recite and hold this mantra, Return to Kuan Yin and the Great Master, Bring forth the awakened heart. We finish like that. I've uh, gone through it a little bit quickly, but I, uh, I'm aware that we have people to see and things like that today. But I just didn't want to just throw. We didn't want to have the ceremony out there without some context. And we encourage people to, in, in your meditation today, in your time today, to really bring into the heart your your life, your past, in any areas of bruising, of harming to oneself, to another, and then carry this trust the significant and powerful wholesomeness, <clears> the <throat> healing power of remorse, of conscience, or you might call it repent, you'll have trouble with the word, but and, 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 and reforming, or rededicating, or reintending our life in the direction that we choose based on our noble, most noble aspirations. We have a few minutes. Uh, any particular question about the ceremony there'll be an occasion tomorrow to have funeral discussion <coughs> together but uh i think now i'd like to address any particular concern about this particular ceremony that we're going to do this evening uh,